So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So this one's gonna be again about mental health and or to be specific about loneliness. <laughs> well, but no. <laughs> Always good if your intro isn't actually working. But with that being said, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking uh, podcast. I do hope by the way that the audio is, is, is good enough because somehow my stand here, so actually my selfie stick, is somehow positioned weirdly. Doesn't matter actually, but I'm a little bit feared that you know when I bump into it a little bit, then it's gonna fall off and it's gonna be extremely fucking loud for you. Wouldn't be that nice. Um, but as yesterday, we are going ahead with something about mental health and or something about mental conditions, mental or psychological things, you know, I would say, which is loneliness. And again, it is an ideas.dead.com article. Because I've liked the, the article yesterday so much, I've actually decided to go through a similar article like, like last day's ones, because it has really been just something very, 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 very absolutely great. And I've really enjoyed it. I've been just really liking this article yesterday. And um, I do think this is one of the most important episodes that I've ever made you know it's just incredible but I still think that well you know it, it could help a lot of people and I do think also this one could help a lot of people potentially you know the problem about the whole fact is is that nobody yet is, is watching my videos and therefore I'm just really looking forward to in eight years when I might be blown up in terms of not that but in terms of actually um yeah being recognized or that I were recognized a little bit before and after the eight year month, uh, eight year kind of uh, like, never mind, let's go, <laughs> let's go ahead with the article or let's actually begin with the article, it is actually a pretty short one, so I do think that I'm not going to finish it just way too quickly, way, way, way too quickly. But I guess, you know, in the end, it's always going to be just, yeah, like always, that I'm just, you know, talking about certain things so much that I'm not actually, so, so that I'm actually having to kind of go on a little bit during the whole thing so that I actually can somehow finish the whole thing. I hope you've understood this. I really hope. Um, but yeah, so How to Beat Loneliness by Guy Winch. Or wink, actually. We've all felt lonely from time to time, but sometimes things can get out of hand. Psychologist or psychologist Guy Winch, or wink, lays out some straightforward tips to deal with the pain of deep loneliness. Loneliness is a subjective feeling. You may be surrounded by other people, friends and family, or workmates, and yet still feel emotionally or socially disconnected from those around you. Other people are not guaranteed to shield you. To shield us against the raw emotional pain that loneliness inflicts. And I truly think that it is actually pain. Like being alone, and I think being lonely is one of the most like devastatingly bad things that actually can happen to you somehow. Because it really is fucked up. Uh, also because I think and I somehow know that we are all kind of just very... Um, 
social people. Like, I think the human being as such is actually pretty social, uh, even though I do think about why some people actually do like to be just alone so much. You know, certain people do just, you know, would rather yeah, be alone than be in a group or be uh, with other people or something. And I don't know. I don't know if this is actually normal. Like, I was assuming and I still assume that it is somehow not because, like, you know, back in the days, back in our really early days, we would have all died, you know, if we would have been alone. And this was just a real kind of advantage of actually being so many. You know, there were so many predators like wolves and dinosaurs and whatever there was, you know, just a lot of these. And I guess, you know, if we wouldn't have this kind of feeling of being alone and or just, yeah, willing to have some people around us, I do think we just would have died. And we wouldn't be there now because, because I don't know, like, you know, all these dangerous animals and all these predators we had were just way, way, way stronger than we are. You know, in terms of actually we being alone or, or maybe me being alone, you know, I wouldn't have any fucking chance against a fucking wolf. Like, this wolf would destroy me. Fucking destroy me. <laughs> and um, actually, I don't know if this is somehow right, but it seems to be like, you know, this is actually information from a TV series and a and, and, and German one, which is actually airing quite often, like every single day. And, and I don't know, like, sometimes I feel like their information that they are actually spreading is wrong somehow. And somehow it is good, and somehow it is also right, and still they just make a very interesting, um, very interesting kind of episodes, if you're willing, uh, and or yeah, videos. Now they're actually kind of turning into the whole streaming thing, and they're actually turning and or changing into the whole YouTube thing, which I guess yeah, I don't know how you're feeling about it, but I kind of feel like the TV is not gonna be there in ten years. Totally not. I guess there is totally be, there will totally be something different. Like, you know, the thing is, my parents, for example, they watch TV every single day. Like, you know, in the evening when they, you know, relax and chill out and whatsoever. But the thing is, I don't watch any TV. Like, um, the little bit of TV that I watched, I think one or two years ago, was actually only soccer, because. Um, yeah, you know, it was much better with my bad internet back in the days or bad just Wi-Fi back in the days to, to watch the whole game uh, on TV because everything was without any lags, without any kind of connection problems and whatsoever. So, yeah, you know, but now I can actually watch it on my PC if it is available. Sometimes it's fucking not. Um, when I'm actually watching something, you know, uh, the only thing that I'm actually watching is YouTube. You know, I'm not a big Netflix guy. I'm not watching Maxdom. I'm not watching... I know Amazon Prime, I do only consume YouTube videos. I don't know, like, you know, I, I sometimes feel like, well, well, I don't know, like, you know, there are so many people who are just, you know, watching series all the fucking time. And, and I can understand this, you know, this is something that totally uh, is understandable by me, but, um, well... I don't know, you know, if it is a waste of time or not. I guess if it's making you happy and you're, uh, and whatsoever, then I guess it is totally fine and it is totally okay and totally good. But if it's like, okay, just a waste of time and it just prevents you from doing something that actually will make you happy, then it is really fucked up and then you should totally change up your patterns. My point of view. 
But let's see, let's actually move on. But raw emotional pain is only the beginning of the damage loneliness can cause. It has a huge impact on our physical health as well. Loneliness activates our physical and psychological stress responses and suppresses the function of our immune system. This puts us uh, at, at increased risk for developing all kinds of illnesses and diseases, including cardiovascular disease. Shockingly, the long-term risk chronic loneliness poses to our health and long uh, longevity is so severe it actually increases risk of an early death by 26 fucking percent but i actually what what i actually wanted to say or initially wanted to say that this series or this somehow yeah uh, this provider or broadcaster um well it's a series it really is a series they said that um being lonely lonely is is just easily compared to actually smoking two cigarettes a day uh, and everybody knows that this is not good. It, it, you know, clearly is not good. Smoking two fucking cigarettes a fucking day. It really is not. The thing that is, it is just really severe or severe that that's, it is actually causing the same exact problems and or the same exact kind of risk for your health, which is really insane. You know, just by being lonely, you know, which is something that's that's just really quite nothing, you know. The, the problem there is as well that it just totally comes up to or is totally also manipulated and can be changed by by you thinking about the whole situation differently you know if you do somehow focus on the good things about being lonely like okay you can do whatever you want nobody's kind of getting into your way and you know whatsoever those things i guess nothing will happen you know but I, I do think that uh, the whole loneliness thing you know if you say you're feeling lonely I guess it just means that you're feeling bad about being alone. Like, I do not think that there is actually a positive connotation to f being lonely. You know, but it's just about the word now. You know, it's not really about the meaning of it, but rather the word. Submerging from loneliness is far more challenging than we realize. There are many paths to loneliness. Some enter lo loneliness gradually, you know, for example, when, when you're pretty old and, you know, your, your wife or husband dies. I, I really assume, by the way, that this is just fucking shocking and this is just really, really sad and bad. You know, if you've just been living with a person for such a long time and then they just aren't there anymore. I do just really realize that, that it's really fucking bad. It really fucking is. And I do really just quite admire those people that are still being happy and or they still are kind of positive about their whole life and even though they are old which is you know as such not that well or not that good and they are alone they have lost a person that has been with them for probably you know i don't know it doesn't have to be the case for a long time you know it is devastating it really is and i nearly fucking had to cry because i just i don't know i i was so empathetic with this situation that i was thinking about it's just you know just really fucking really fucking bad bad um others enter loneliness more suddenly when they leave for college or the military lose a partner to death or divorce start a new job or to move a new town or country and for some chronic illnesses disability or other limiting conditions have made loneliness a lifelong com a lifelong companion Unfortunately, emerging from loneliness is far more challenging than we realize, as the psychological wounds it inflicts create a trap from, with it, 
from which it is difficult to break free. Loneliness dis distorts our perceptions, making us believe the people around us care much less than they actually do, and it makes us view our existing relationships more negatively, such that we see them as less meaningful and important than we would if we were not lonely. Which is just a really a vicious cycle. You know, and I do think, I, I actually hope that I'm using this word correctly, because sometimes... And it has been the case for quite a lot of things, I would say. I've been using words for a completely, you know, for a completely wrong reason or in a completely wrong way, you know, and it shouldn't actually be the case. It's not that good. It really is not. Um, but I've been talking about the whole distortion and also reality distortion and or uh, cognitive distortion. Yeah, it is, I think, called cognitive distortion in another book or throughout another book which could have been mindset but no it wasn't mindset i unfortunately don't remember you know it's it's actually always the case that i do not remember but um there are just a lot of ways we somehow see the see our reality or the reality um differently than it actually is you know there are just a lot of ways like people that are like okay you know everything is what it is and there is nothing to change about this all the things and whatever this is for example and cognitive distortion and this also is a cognitive distortion that you somehow feel like that something is happening or something is a way that it actually isn't or it is actually not the way so um this is actually also one of these cognitive distortions and there are way 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 fucking more of them also like being Feeling always like the victim, I guess, is also one of these. Being always like, okay, you know, uh, everything... Well, you know, it's the same case as, as this one, you know. Just saying like, you know, everyone is so uh, mad at me. Nobody likes me and whatsoever, which is totally not true. But the problem there is, it is, at my point of view at least, very difficult to just step out of this vicious cycle. Because it is a fucking cycle. And, you know, if we really believe something, it is, I think, pretty hard to change. Even though, you know, for some people it might be just really easy and for some it might be very, very hard and or tough. So just, I think it really comes up to who you are and how you think about certain things and how you maybe live life. Um, uh, these distorted perceptions have a huge ripple effect, creating self-fulfilling uh, prophecies that ensnare many. Feeling emotionally raw and convinced of our own undesirably, undesirability and of the diminished caring of others, we hesitate to reach out even as we are likely to respond to overtunes or overturns or tears from others with hesitance, resentment, skepticism or desperation, effectively pushing away the very people who could elevate our condition. Yeah, it is actually the case. You know, I, I do really think that in the end, we are basically only pushing away the people that can actually help us and that are able to help us, maybe even your best friend, maybe even your mother, maybe even your brother. You know, this could actually be the case because you think like they don't like you, they don't care about you because something happened once or, or um, your family just dislikes you. Even though it's not the case, but you're still thinking it and you're still believing it. And this is, I think, the whole problem that we believe it then. And once we believe something, I guess it is pretty tough to change it up, you know, because we believe in it. And I gotta have to drink something, I'm sorry. 
I think it's pretty tough, those cognitive distortions. And, and still, it is a pretty interesting thing. And I also think that if you kind of read more about it or if you get more knowledge in this certain space and more knowledge about those cognitive distortions, I do also believe that um, you can really help yourself and or prevent yourself um, of actually getting into such a vicious cycle or to actually somehow think like, am I doing something like this? You know, is this happening to me and I'm actually not realizing it? I do think this is only possibly possible if you know that there is something like this and, the, and you know, how they are like, you know, what types of, of it, what types of cognitive distortions there are and whatsoever. So I do think it's just really often um, the first step to actually realize, you know, that something is going on and, and whatsoever. How do you actually call the water? Is it sprinkling water? Like, you know, if it's like little, like, uh, sprinkly. Well, <laughs> never mind. Uh, distorted perceptions, perceptions have a huge ripple effect, creating self-fulfilling pr prophecies that ensnare many. Which is just a quote, so I know that I've read it already, but it's just a quote in the middle of the text. So as a result, many love, may, many lonely, not lovely, uh, lonely people withdraw and isolate themselves to avoid risking further rejection or disappointment. And when they do venture into the world, their hesitance and doubts are likely to create the very reaction they fear. They will force themselves to attend a party, but feel so convinced others won't talk to them. They spend the entire evening parked by the parked by the hummus and <laughs> vegetable dip with a skull. Uh, what is a skull? It's S-C-O-W-L. Um, so frown, glower, glare, grimace, black look, well, dirty look, death stare. What the fucking hell? Uh, on their face and indeed no one dares approach, which from the only verifies their fundamental undesirability. And it makes sense, you know, if you're on a party and if you're really acting like, you know, nobody is liking me and nobody is willing to talk to me, for sure, you know, you're gonna act on your fucking thinking, you know, and this is just, this is just something so clear for me, even though what I've just said also surprised me to some degree because um, I have been thinking about whether it is actually the case that if you're thinking about something, that you're also kind of acting on it. But I guess this is just the case, you know. You're thinking like that, that you know, nobody wants to, to do something with you. Well, you know, it's, it, yeah, okay. You know, it's, it's not exactly the case. But in the end, it just turns out to be the way you thought it would be. Because you're acting like a fucking jerk. And you're acting like a person nobody actually wants to interact with. Yeah, very complicated somehow. But, um... But yeah, you know, I do think that the only thing and there the solution must be or for me at least is to think about it differently, to think about the situation differently. Because if you somehow, you know, well, you know, thinking about it differently in terms of actually not thinking that nobody's gonna talk to you. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say that you just have to think like, okay, everybody's going to talk to me and I'm going to be the most uh, kind of hit up person on the fucking party or something. I wouldn't say so, but I guess, you know, 
if you say like and if you think like that you are not not going to be talked to so like you're going to be talked to well or yeah you know if you don't think that nobody is willing to talk to you i guess uh it's still making everything better like yeah you know for me there is somehow a difference between actually thinking like okay the positive one and this neutral kind of thinking yeah never mind never fucking mind actually um so breaking free from of loneliness and healing our psychological wounds is possible but it involves a decision a decision to override the gut instinct telling you to stay away and to play it safe by isolating yourself instead you must do three things that require both courage and a leap of faith so take action Accept that loneliness is impacting your perceptions and understand that people are likely to respond more positively than you expect. Whoa, I just thought that I stopped the whole fucking recording. So if you feel socially disconnected, go through your phone and email address books and your social media contacts and make a list of people you haven't seen or spoken to for a while. If you feel emotionally disconnected, make a list of five people you've been close to in the past. Reach out to them and suggest getting together and catching up. Yes, it will feel it will feel scary to to do so, and yes, you will f- you will worry about it being awkward or uncomfortable. That is why it is also important to give the benefit of the doubt. Uh, it is fair to assume that someone who enjoyed your company in the past would likely enjoy spending time with you in the present as well. Yes, maybe um, they have been out of touch, maybe they have never called after promising to see you soon, but you must accept that the reason they have been out of touch or the reason you haven't been close lately might have uh, might have nothing to do with you, which is, I guess, often the case. Like, well, um, before I was attending this school that I'm, uh, that I'm on right now, I was going to another school, you know, and because the school that I'm in or that I'm attending right now is quite far away from where I actually live. So basically uh, a one hour ride with your, uh, with your car. And there was nobody actually that I knew before, you know, just closely knew, like there, there was no friend of mine in this, in, in the new school. And uh, it's been turning out that, you know, those old friends, um, that I had and that I'm still having, we, how should I say, like, you know, they, they have done their thing and I have done my thing. I have found new friends, they have also found new friends and everything just took its way. Like everything just, yeah, you know, they lived their life, I lived my life and it turned out to okay. Like we haven't seen each other for quite some time. When I'm seeing, you know, some of them, or if we see each other, we're just greeting each other. We're kind of, you know, bumping fists or something. We're still cool. Like, but we're not just, yeah, we're not doing so much things. But I wouldn't say that this is bad necessarily because you can still hit these people up. You can still be like, okay, you know, hey, bro, do you want to hang out? And then they say, yes, of course. Or they say, well, I do not have the time. And then you ask again and again and again until you maybe realize that they don't want you to company. <laughs> and this would then be like, okay, you know, um, also not necessarily negative. But yeah, let's actually see. Um, 
in all likelihood, it is their busy lives, their competing priorities, stresses or opportunities that led to the disconnect between you. In many cases, there might not even be a disconnect. In other words, the reluctance you assume on their part might not even exist. So reach out to the people on your list, but remember to approach with positivity. I think you should always fucking approach with posit positivity. Because why would you? I know the thing that, that's really driving me crazy, you know, I, I, it somehow is really driving me crazy, crazy, and I can't speak today, is that so many people, so many fucking people, and I, I'm not complaining, you know, I'm really not complaining, so many people are negative, so many fucking people are negative, if young or old, it doesn't matter, in every kind of section, every kind of level of existence, you know, whether old, whether young, whether black or white, whether, you know, Asian, European or American, there is always going to be a negative person. And I don't really get it in terms of, okay, I can understand it, but it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It really doesn't. It really does not make sense that especially, you know, people, you know, I, I, even though, like, I do just have to say, you know, people in Africa, people that are just really fucking poor, also in Asia and um, wherever, just unfortunately, these people are living, when they are feeling bad, you know, and they are, actually, the thing is, they often do not feel so bad, like, for sure, they feel bad, but, like, we feel bad, and I guess, you know, we feeling bad is the exact same feeling bad as they feel bad, somehow, but I don't know, like, for all the people that are actually living in North America, and I do know that there are some people from California, probably, that are watching this, that are, you know, at least hearing this, because my analytics say that, you know, a lot of people are, or just a high percentage is from California, do not be negative. There is nothing to be negative about. And also for all the fucking people that are from Europe, there is nothing to complain about. You know, for sure, there will probably be families and or people that are poor, even though they are living in Europe or North America or in other just actually uh, rich regions. But still, like you are alive, you do have something and you basically have all the possibilities that someone can have. Yeah. Um, the last one is approach with positivity. Yes, you fear rejection, and yes, you're not uh, you're not in the best frame of mind. But this is one situation where it might be important to fake it. I wouldn't say so. So when contacting the people on your list, try to put yourself into a positive mindset. Uh, one safe way to do is. To do this is by using by using text or email so you can use emoticons to create this smiley face you might have a you might have a hard time manufacturing on your own face. Review your message before you send them to make sure they sound appealing. Avoid occasions you haven't called me in months exclamation mark or statements of disconnect. I know it must be weird to hear from me. Express positive set sentiment uh, was thinking about you or miss you an invitation let's grab a coffee or i would love to get dinner and catch up and be specific in terms of time framing 
how is next week looking or what's good uh what's a good day this month actually makes sense that you're specific about it because you know uh, if this is really a person that you have been disconnected from it makes sense that if you some of ask like okay do you want to do something just like that's it I guess, you know, there might actually be again the case that you will disconnect if you make it, if you don't make it as clear as possible. Uh, Loneliness is extremely painful, but once you recognize the perceptual distortions it causes and the psychological trap it creates, you will be able to marshal your courage, take that leap of faith and plan your escape. Freedom will be sweet once you do. That's actually true. And my throat is getting pretty dry. Dry, yeah, it's uh, fucking dry. <laughs> oh my god. I can't speak today. Speaking today is a little bit weird, to be honest. I don't know why. I really don't know. Even though, you know, as I'm thinking about it, I really like to speak. You know, it, well, you know, it's, it's about the language. Like, I really like to talk in English. Mm. Even though it has been something different a few months ago, I'd say. Is it now raining? But well, um, yeah, this is the end of the episode, actually. And I do hope that you've enjoyed it and that you've maybe also learned something. Or I actually hope that you've learned something. But yeah, I wish you the best health, happiness and success. And I do hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered. Which means your legacy. And you basically decide how people are looking at you what they see and or how you're going to be remembered you know whether as a good person or as a bad person you totally have control over that and that being said thank you very much for watching from the bottom of my fucking heart and i'll see you the next time